Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Right now to honor football, mybookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at mybookie.ag. But that's not all. Pay attention, past, present, and future my bookie players during thanksgiving week my bookie is offering a risk free bet on the bears lions game simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250 and if you win congrats you've got extra spending money for the holiday but if you lose congratulations as well my bookie will give you back your money it's a no brainer because you literally cannot lose it's no risk or gravy at mybookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. There's nothing quite like a fighter who captures your imagination with skill and charisma and desire to be remembered for all time blend to create a persona that doesn't merely attract your attention it demands it past five years, 34-year-old Deontay Wilder has evoked memories of some of the greatest heavyweights of all time. I am your Ali. I am your Holyfield. I am your Mike Tyson. Combine in one. As a world champion, he's never lost a fight with a knockout punctuating nearly every one of his dominant showings in the ring. Wilder wouldn't have garnered the respect he has without weathering some extraordinary challenges along the way. In March of 2018, 40-year-old Louis King Kong Ortiz represented one such test. A hungry warrior out of Cuba's proud national boxing tradition. The next great heavyweight from the island's storied lineage. Wilder for 10 rounds before the champion ultimately dealt Ortiz the only loss of his career. Now comes the rematch. A chance for each fighter to pick up where they left off and offer the world another thriller to continue the revival of boxing's most storied division. For the champion, there's no fear. Challenger, there's nothing to lose. And for the rest of us, there's the wonder in imagining what this next chapter in the story will produce. I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna show out, and I'm gonna beat some ass. You are listening to the fight show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting 
and check out my website, lockbetting.com. We have been 25-7 and with our picks on the fight show since its inception. We've had a very good 2019 over at Lockbetting and here on the SGP, be it on the UFC slash MMA, the boxing, and of course the WWE, WWE Survivor Series will be happening this weekend. And I will touch on that at the end of the show. I'm going to try and sneak that in here on this fight show because this fight show is primarily about the Ortiz-Dante Wilder fight happening this weekend. The year finishes strong with two major heavyweight boxing fights. I think the um, the main focus will be on the Anthony Joshua fight that happens in two weeks' time because Joshua, of course, was a victim of a major upset at the hands of uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. And the, the rematch of that could possibly set up a showdown between Wilder and Joshua, which seems to be the big money fight in heavyweight boxing. But of course, Tyson Fury's entered himself into that conversation as well. So Wilder and Joshua will need to overcome numerous obstacles to get to that. Uh, Wilder's next three fights, if it all works out for him, will be the uh, the fight he has this weekend against Ortiz. Then, of course, the rematch in February against Tyson Fury coming off the back of that draw. So essentially, he's rematching his two toughest opponents of his career once again. And then he hopes to go on to face Anthony Joshua or he could go on and face Andy Ruiz Jr. if the upset reoccurs this weekend, in which case it wouldn't really be an upset if it um, occurs twice, if lightning strikes twice for Anthony Joshua in a couple of weeks. So very interesting time here in the heavyweight division. Um, who, who will prevail as the dominant man? Will it be Anthony Joshua? Will it be Tyson Fury? Or would it be the man who I believe is the best heavyweight in this division, Dante Wilder, as he takes on the uh, the two men, as I said, that gave him his um, strongest strongest competition thus far to date, and um, it's debatable for me in terms of who really did give him the toughest test because he's fighting a man this weekend that legitimately did hurt him, whereas um, the other guy, Tarson Fury, a lot of people believe that. Um, that Wilder was beaten in that fight. They believed that he was outpointed in that fight. They believed that he was beaten um, in in eight out of the twelve rounds, which is the, is the maths of that fight. If you believe that Tyson Fury won, bearing in mind that that Wilder knocked him down twice, you would have to give eight rounds to Tyson Fury. I personally didn't see it that way. I, I felt that the draw was actually the right outcome with the two knockdowns in that fight. Um, that automatically gives you a four-point differential on the scorecards. Therefore, in order to overcome that, Tyson Fury would have had to win eight rounds. And uh, I just don't think that he did. Um, I believe that he won more rounds than Josh uh, than, than Wilder did, but I think the knockdowns were quite significant in the scoring. Therefore, I don't see a massive issue with the outcome of that fight, and I do think that the rematch is much needed. However, in this instance, to, this weekend, he is fighting a guy that legitimately hurt him, and I almost feel that that makes you more dangerous because the fact that Tyson Fury was able to win so many rounds and look so decisively the better boxer in that fight and still it ended up being a draw because Wilder was able to hit his chin twice plus Fury sat up like The Undertaker in a miracle recovery which leads me to believe that next time the miracle isn't going to happen again and uh, Wilder will find a way to land on that chin and this time we're not going to see a miraculous 
Undertaker, under, I'm referring to Undertaker of the WWE because he does that um, that sit-up thing, which I'm sure guys that watch wrestling in the, in the 90s will know about. But um, there's a lot of memes and videos out there as well. But I don't think he's going to majestically sit up again this time. I think when Wilder lands on him, he's going to get knocked out. Um, the last few knockouts that um, Dante Wilder has produced have been absolutely stunning. The one against Brazil was incredible. I was actually at that fight as well. And um, usually I like to go out for these wilder fights, but I'm not going out to this one because I've just done a trip to Vegas with the guys with the uh, the SGP and it's a little bit close to, for Christmas for me. I'm taking my son to, to New York for Christmas this, this winter and um, just couldn't, uh, financially get, get it done this uh, this November because uh, the SGP don't pay me enough so please let Ryan and Sean know to pay me more for my content and then perhaps I can get out to more boxing next year but one fight that I don't want to miss will be the, the, the rematch between Wilder and Fury and um, if there is ever a fight between Wilder and Joshua I'm, I'm actually hoping that Anthony Joshua does win the fight in a couple of weeks time because I do actually want to see this big wilder Joshua showdown because I think if Louise wins that fight it's over whereas in this instance if Ortiz wins this fight against uh, against Joshua it does throw a major spanner in the works in terms of the Fury fight but I just believe all it will do is add a little bit more longevity to the division long term um, I think you'll see a, a third fight between Ortiz and Wilder it will delay the Fury fight which I think you'll see eventually in the end and then you'll probably see the Joshua fight or the Ruiz fight um dependent again on the outcome and even that in itself there could be three fights between those two because um, if Anthony Joshua ends up winning in any kind of contentious way or if it's just a um I think only a very, very early and convincing Joshua knockout stops us from seeing a third version of that fight as well. So loads and loads of fights to come I think before we really get to the heart of this division. But at the moment the focus is always going to be on the big three. Um, Dylan White currently with the um, the whole drug issue is, is out of the picture at the moment. So we really, really are focusing on these three and um, everybody else that comes in the way of these three are really seen as, as obstacles that they must overcome. But I don't think there's any bigger obstacle for them to overcome than, than each other with the exception of, um, of course, the Ruiz situation because at this moment in time, Joshua is the guy in this, in this three-way equation who has suffered a loss. Uh, many people believe that Wilder lost the fight to Fury, but officially he's not suffered a loss. Fury hasn't suffered a loss. These are the two unbeaten fighters and they are on a collision course here in, in February or, or March, depending on if you believe the, the dates that the, the the two are talking about in the interviews. I think it's a very quick turnaround, personally, for for Dante Wilder. But but you never know. I mean, Tyson Fury is doing that WWE stuff, so maybe that will um, that will even even things out because it doesn't look like um, he's already in early training for for that fight or anything. But at the same time, uh, he did look very good when he was coming into the into the WWE. Tyson Fury does have a habit usually of ballooning out between fights, but he's not doing that anymore. Um, he, he seems to really be taking things a little bit more seriously, which would be concerning for Wilder backers and, and Wilder fans like I am. But again, I just go back down to the fact of can he hold Wilder off for 36 minutes? Nobody's been able to do it so far after Fury Ortiz came the closest but the difference between Ortiz and, and Fury is that he actually hurt Wilder in, in the fight that they had so he caused him a real problem but then again 
That was two years ago. And when he troubled Deontay Wilder two years ago, he was 40 then. And also he's a Cuban. So we really don't know how old he actually is either. So I just think that for me, it's, it's a fight too far. Um, although Wilder isn't a guy who picks and chooses his fights and, and I give him credit for being the, the main guy in this division that doesn't really take on tomato cans, which I think Fury and, um, and Anthony Joshua are more guilty of. I think on this instance, with the, with the two other fights looming, be it the winner of Ruiz Jr. and Joshua and of course the Fury fight next, I think the, the whole the next three big fights being planned for Wilder um, or the next two at least after this one are going to be massive monumental pay-per-view paydays the two biggest of his career I don't think he would take a fight that he cannot win I think this this time round he knows he can hurt him there is no reason to be gun shy and I believe that this one gets done significantly more earlier than the 10th round stoppage that we saw last time. But this is a gambling podcast, so we're going to look at the gambling odds of all of these outcomes. The fight winner sees Dante Wilder available at 1-6, with Luis Ortiz available at 4-1. Wilder by knockout is 1-3, with Ortiz at 6-1. The decision for Wilder is 11 to 2 and it's all T 16 to 1. Bearing in mind, we were just a round and a half away from going to a decision last time. That does seem like quite a big price. Uh, 28 to 1 for the draw in this one. And if we're looking at round betting, we won't go for round by round, but we'll look at the um we'll look at the group rounds here. Wilder in one to three is 15 to 4. Wilder in four to six is five to two. Wilder in seven to nine is three to one. And Wilder in 10 to 12 is 7 to 1. Ortiz in 1 to 3 is 25 to 1. 4 to 6, 18 to 1. 22 to 1 for 7 to 9. And 40 to 1 in 10 to 12. So I think they're looking at this, the 4 to 6 region here as to where this fight could be finished here. Um, if you're looking at the over-unders here, um, it's pretty much odds on very, very big odds on until you get to um, over 4.5 rounds, which is available at 2 to 5. The under is at 7 to 4. Over 5.5 rounds is available at 4 to 6 and 11 to 10 on the under. Um, 6.5 is the key marker. Now, I want to just explain something here, and that's 10 to 11 to, on the over and 10 to 11 on the, uh, on the under. Let me explain something here about the over 6.5. Over 6.5 means halfway through round seven. So it's a minute and a half through round seven. It means six completed rounds plus half of the next round. So if you're betting over um, 6.5 here, you're looking at this fight <coughs> to go past the seventh round here and, and go over a minute and a half into the seventh round. So essentially you're looking at the, the eighth round to start or just shy of that. So for me, I don't like the odds of that at all. I, I really would lean towards the, the under 6.5 here because that gives you all of the first six rounds and a little bit of the seventh. And um, again, I do believe that this fight ends in the first half of the fight. And the thing is, if you're going to take that at 10 to 11, I would prefer taking that at 10 to 11 on the under as opposed to taking um, Dante Wilder to win this fight 
in rounds one to six at even money because when you're looking at the group rounds we looked at a shorter set of group rounds earlier if you're looking at a longer set of group rounds here where you do the rounds one to six and the rounds seven to twelve you will see that Deontay Wilder is available at even money to finish this fight in rounds one to six which I do think he will do but he's then available at lost it here um nine to four to finish it in round seven to 12. So at this juncture, why would you not take the the under 6.5 rounds? Because it gives Dante Wilder an extra minute and a half of the seventh round to finish your job. Not that I think that's going to be essentially relevant because for that extra minute and a half, you're probably saying, well, I'm losing, uh, I'm putting down a little bit more juice here because I'm taking 10 to 11 instead of even money. But you're also getting the upset. You're also getting Luis, um, Luis Ortiz to win this fight as well in the first six and a half rounds. And that, adds crazy value to taking a minus 110 over an even money price because you're getting so much more for your money. In, in, in the, for the even money, you're getting wilder just to finish it in rounds 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. But for the 10 to 11, you're getting wilder 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Ortiz 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and wilder and Ortiz in the first minute and a half of round 7. For me, that has to be the play under 6.5 rounds in this fight. And I do think that it will go under. Uh, I don't think we're going to see the same as last time. It's incredible, actually, to me that um, it even went that far, the way these two guys punch. And uh, I just don't think Ortiz will have the gas tank to, to go that far. Again, two years is a long time when you're over 40, and it can make a significant difference. I think he'll be looking to do this fight, win this fight early. I think there's an element of payday here as well for him in terms of he came close last time sort of gave it his all and um maybe he feels that um a lucky punch could be his best option because like i said yeah it was a close fight it was an amazing fight go and have a look at the the the, the highlights on youtube go and listen to um the way moro was was calling that fight i mean it was it was a crazy good fight but is wilder taking this fight which is a massive risk to him just before the, the Fury and uh, the Joshua and Ruiz fights. Would he take a fight that is a major danger? I think despite the fact, as I said earlier, this has been a brave fighter. This has been a fighter that hasn't said no to anybody. Um, he has been the most credible champion of the heavyweights, in my opinion. I don't think even he's that stupid. And for me, and for Ortiz, I, I, I believe there's an element of let's get one final payday. I mean, how many more major fights is Luis Ortiz going to have uh, between 40 and 45 years old? I mean, he could even be older than 42. I mean, the guy doesn't look that great. Um, so uh, for me, as much as there's a narrative where you can discuss the options of an upset and you can see that, wow, this guy gave Wilder some real trouble other than Fury. He's the most difficult opponent that he's faced. And yes, I understand that. And yes, I understand there were periods where um, where he was in a little bit of trouble. But there's other things you're overlooking. Um, there's father time. There's the element of complacency. There's the clear knowledge that Wilder has coming into this fight, knowing that he has to knock him out. Therefore, the the gun shyness goes out the window. And there's everything he has to look ahead to as well, which is the big 
big money fights ahead of them, which pay significantly more money than this one. So for me, everything here points to Wilder, but the bet has to be under 6.5 rounds in this fight at 10 to 11 minus 110. Closing out, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to look at a little bit of WWE Survivor Series. So if you're not interested in winning money in that, just turn off now. Uh, this is going to be a card that sees uh, NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw. Um, the way that works is the WWE is basically split into three separate little mini companies within itself. And um, the USA Network pick up NXT, which is like a, a show for the younger wrestlers that are looking to what used to be called the main roster, which is Raw and SmackDown, but now they're trying to sort of build NXT as an equal brand. Uh, then you have Monday Night Raw, which has been around for a long time. That was also in the USA Network. And then you have SmackDown that was originally formed for a catchphrase by, by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, which was just a, a another show that WWE had. But then they turned it into a separate brand, and now it's on a separate channel. It's on Fox and um, has major, major investment, and WWE are very keen to make it a success on Fox, which is why when you look at these prices here and you look at the, the men's elimination match, which I believe will be the main event, and you see SmackDown as the second favourites, um, I have to believe that that really sticks out to me. You've got Raw available here at 11 to 8, SmackDown available at 7 to 4, and Team NXT available at 5 to 2. Uh, I don't think NXT are going to be winning this match, um, and, and I don't believe Raw will be winning this match. Raw sweeped SmackDown last year at the Survivor Series 7 and 0, and it was quite a big thing made out of it. Um, SmackDown here, I think, are, are, the, are the ones that they really want to get. Uh, get eyes on it's on Fox and of course we can't overlook the fact that Roman Reigns is in this match and Roman Reigns is kind of the the main talent in the WWE the guy that they like to push the most the guy that you'll kind of see on the most billboards and magazines and and replica chairs and and all this kind of stuff and um, yeah I think he's also the guy that came back from leukemia so I believe that um, they're going to try and soon tell the story of um, Roman recapturing the um, the WWE Universal Championship which is uh, currently a belt held by Bray Wyatt who is a massively popular character in the company despite the fact that he's supposed to be a bad guy um, he's being ridiculously cheers he's a guy that plays a an odd children's TV presenter character and then transforms to a a sort of Joker Pennywise gimmick when he actually wrestles. But you'd have to probably have a look at it to, to see what I'm explaining. And if you're not interested in watching wrestling and you're simply interested in the bets, then then just take SmackDown to win and uh, take Bray Wyatt to win his title match. Same goes for Brock Lesnar. He's the Raw champion. He's in a WWE Championship match with Rey Mysterio where he's the 1-4 to four favorite. Um, short price, but again, I don't see Brock Lesnar dropping his championship. I don't think any of the champions drop their titles here on this show. Um, looking at these other matches, the Raw women's, uh, the Raw versus NXT versus SmackDown women's match, I think with the men getting the victory in the SmackDown match, in my opinion, then I would favor the Raw women here. The Raw women are favorites for the men's and the women's match. So that automatically tells you uh, that one of these prices are, are wrong because obviously wrestling is fixed. Um, the, the outcomes are predetermined. 
Therefore, they are not going to allow Raw to win both of these matches. SmackDown is going to win one of these matches. They are the 9-4 underdogs to win this women's one, 7-4 on NXT, and 5-4 on Raw. So Raw are the favourites for me. I think Raw are correctly the favourites here. Uh, Charlotte Flair, who's Ric Flair's daughter, is more than likely to be the survivor in this match. Yeah, so that's the WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view. I think we'll finish up on that. If you do want the picks, head over to lockbetting.com. Our WWE record for the year is 64-8. and And um, we will be doing picks on most of the Survivor Series matches there. And we'll be doing NXT TakeOver, which is an event that happens the night before. So head over to lockbetting.com for that. Head over to lockbetting.com for all of your boxing and MMA picks and your picks on the undercard for this Wilder Ortiz fight, plus your picks for the Wilder fight in itself. Of course, the lock here, as I said, is under 6.5 rounds. The lock record for... The fight show all time is 25 and 7, so another successful show there as well. As for anything else, of course, all of the content, lockbetting.com, be it NFL, be it soccer, European soccer, EPL, NBA, everything is over there, over at lockbetting.com. It's all tracked on the P and L. And the last thing to say is make sure that you do take advantage of that MyBookie offer, um, albeit you have the choice of a quarterbackless Detroit Lions, although the backup is doing okay at the moment, and betting on Mitchell Trubisky. I know it's disgusting, but at the end of the day, it's a free $250 on Thanksgiving. So I would honestly not pass up that offer. It's a really good offer. And I'm not here. Often I don't really go to town with the plugs. I sort of do my audio recordings. They slot them in at the beginning of the show and then I crack on. Um, I do do pushes for my own site um, in, you know, in periodic places. But this is an offer that I just, when they got me to read it out, I just thought it was, it was totally crazy. I'd love to be getting some kind of offer like that over in the UK. So make sure that you take advantage of that one at mybookie.ag this Thanksgiving. That's it from me for the fight show. I'll be back in two weeks with another one. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.